Welcome back to another episode of Extra Innings, a Phillies podcast by the Philadelphia Inquirer. I'm Matt Breen in Philadelphia, not Clearwater this week, and I'm joined with... Scott Lauber here in uh, New Jersey. I'm uh, Bob Brookover in Manhawken, New Jersey, just a few short miles from beautiful Long Beach Island. How you guys feeling? Any uh, any symptoms yet? <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm going a little stir-crazy, yeah. but, you know, feeling good. I'm washing your hands? All the time, like nonstop. Graciously. Uh, yes. Uh, 20 seconds. You got to do it for at least 20 seconds. Well, I go for 30. What, what are you watching, Bob? What's on your TV? Uh, I watch a lot of like uh, just yeah, shows like FBI and FBI Most Wanted. <laughs> I watch bad TV. Me and my wife watch bad TV together. We really enjoy it. It's a guilty pleasure. Might I recommend uh, Paw Patrol? <laughs> Paw Patrol's yeah, good. that sounds like a good one. I yeah. Is there a certain all... season that stands out on Paw Patrol, or just all of them? No, they all kind of blend together. But uh, <laughs> you can tell me which one your favorite pup is uh, if you start watching it. My uh, my son is partial to uh, I think Marshall. How about Chase? Oh, you know Paw Patrol. <laughs> I'm well well vested in all these. Things. He's reading up on it. He has to. <laughs> You have a few years, though. You have a few years before getting ahead of it. Before you really got to get into it. Yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe there'll be other pups by then. I hope. But there yeah, will as long be. as I get, as long, I like the one that's housebroken. I don't know. I, I don't. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. So, so we're stuck watching Paw Patrol and whatever shows Bob says he's watching is junk TV because obviously there's there's no sports and we have no idea right now when baseball is going to return. We can take guesses that maybe mid-May, maybe June, but really if you listen to other, other things, this could go into July and August. So it's it's a total guess right now, but just from you know what you guys have, we've talked to Joe Girardi this week, Matt Klintak, and, and things you've gathered, is there any, do you guys have a better idea than, than what I'm saying about when baseball might come back? I'll go first there because I was the guy who actually did the Girardi call because uh, we've been pulling these via the Phillies and Joe didn't seem to have any real idea. He threw out the date May 15th, but he threw that out as a guess. So, I mean, that's a, you know, that's the best case scenario. It sounds like is May 15th that we're, they're they're back playing baseball. I have to assume that came from somewhere. Um, But, you know, it's, it's just a guess with anybody right now. I mean, if this becomes a, a pandemic of Italy proportions, it's, you know, we're, we could be looking at June or July for the start of this season, I think. Or, you know, or the, the nuclear scenario, right, of no season at all. And, you know, it, not only do we have no idea when it's going to start, but it seems like more and more questions keep cropping up by the day. Like, you know, I read something the other day, like, what happens to service time? Like, and I've thought about this, but, you know, like, let's, let's say in the case of JT Real Muto, right, he's supposed to be a free agent next year after the season. But that's that's all predicated on accruing a certain amount of days that he's he's a hundred and whatever days away, a hundred and five days away or whatever it is from becoming a free agent. If if these days don't count toward his service time, maybe he's not a free agent at the end of 2020. Maybe the Phillies have him in you know, 2021. These are all questions that I didn't even think of uh, even a few days ago that are being talked about now by the league and the Players Association. And it, of course, pales in comparison to this pandemic that we're dealing with on a global level throughout our society. But in the little world of baseball that we exist in for our jobs and, and, and whatnot, I mean, these are big issues about 
you know, this changes the whole entire calendar and financial structure of the game potentially. I don't, I don't think they can do that. I, I mean, I, you know, they're, they're already, there's already some friction between the union and the, the owners, you know, with, with the CBA looming, the next CBA looming after what next season, right? It, it expires. Yeah. Is that correct? Right. Um, and if you do that, I mean, you just have to grandfather this season in as whatever season you play is a full season and those days. Otherwise, otherwise, you're looking at Armageddon here between these two sides. I really believe if they tried to do something like that. Probably true. But then how do you deal with arbitration cases, which are based on numbers, which are based on comparisons to other players? And so if you're an arbitration guy for the first time, if you're supposed to be an arbitration guy for the first time next year, your career numbers are not what what previous arbitration guys have have had and then what do you do do you use projections i mean it's just a mind-blowing of things that that they through because they've never gone through anything like this before yeah i think you're gonna have to for service time like prorate a year you know a year is now if it's 100 days or whatever by the time the season starts i think you should if you are on the the 2020 roster in the majors for whatever that season is that that has to count as a full year just as uh, equal to a 2019 year. I think you can't penalize the players like JT Romuto just because the season was half as long as it was the year before. What if there is no season? That That's very interesting. And so if there's no season, like does Bryce Har- does is this count as a year of Bryce Harper's 13-year contract? I guess it matters if he gets paid. I, I don't know. It's a, that that's a, those are fascinating questions. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, really, I, this is. I, I have no idea, yeah. but it's there's there's a lot to figure out in that, and you know, just a, a, a lot to figure a lot to figure out. How lucky is football that they're in their off season? Yeah, um, you know, because they don't have to they don't have to deal with it. Could you imagine? Uh, this thought crossed my mind yesterday. Can you imagine if there was no Super Bowl? If they said, you know, we're just not having a Super yeah. Bowl. Can you imagine what? Or if this was the middle of summer, uh, you know, I lived, as I said in the intro, 10 minutes from the beach. Can you imagine people, how crazy people would be if they didn't have their summers? I mean, this is, it's, it's just insane what's happening right now. Yeah, I mean, not only that, so where we've come from. So I, I was thinking yesterday about how a week ago, uh, Matt, you and I were in Clearwater. The Phillies had an off day. And then it was a week ago today, Thursday, that, um, you know, that baseball decided to suspend spring training. And I, I was having a conversation um, last Thursday with a member of the Phillies PR staff. And we were talking about how, you know, as all these leagues were canceling their or postponing their seasons, that how baseball had the benefit of time because the season hadn't started yet. So MLB could say, all right, we're suspending spring training and we're going to start the season on date X and we're going to have 140-game season. And baseball could kind of dictate the terms of its own season because the season hadn't started yet. Well, here we are one week later. The pandemic is uh, uh, far um, far more widespread than it was a week ago. And now we're talking about the NFL being the lucky ones because their season doesn't start for another, you know, whatever it is now, five months. I mean, so that's how far ahead we're looking, whereas before it was, well, you know, at least baseball's not the NBA and NHL where they have to stop in the middle of the season and decide what to do about, you know, where they pick up. Now we're like, oh, this is going to last long enough that now football's the one that, that, that uh, can, can sort of um, act as if there's a little bit more normalcy. 
I'll, I'll just throw this out there. What do, what do you guys think is the number of games they have to play for it to be a legitimate season? Uh, I don't know if there's a number. I, I think they could do whatever they want. You know, I mean, how do they decide in, you know, in labor and strike seasons that, you know, 140 something, 144 was the right number? I mean, I, I think you could do whatever you want to do. 2020 is going to go down as the season of coronavirus, no matter what happens. So if they play an 80 game season, um, you know, that'll be that'll be part of how we explain it in baseball history. Like, oh, yeah, that was the year they played 80 games because of coronavirus. I mean, I think they could define it however they want. And I don't think any, I mean, you can't play a 10 game season, obviously, but you know, I I think, I think you could play 80 games and say, Hey, that year, that was legitimate. It was the best we could do. I agree. They could play 50 games. They could play, honestly, you could put any limit. If season started, God forbid, if season starts September 1st and they said, we're going to play a month or we're going to play six weeks. I, I, I don't think you can, I don't think you can pass that off as a season. I think you need to play at least a half a season, at least 81 games. I, I, I really do. They, they actually, in 1981, they actually screwed up the, screwed up the yeah, totally. because, because you, you, you did it by halves. Right. The, the team that had the best record in baseball was the Cincinnati Reds, and they got left out of the postseason. And Dallas Green was furious because when they came back, they had nothing to play yeah. for, and they, and they lost their edge. They didn't, they didn't have their edge when they came back, and he was, that, that led to the famous – uh, blow up on Jason Stark. Yeah, I just wrote about last year when they got inducted into Hall of Fame, where <laughs> he, he he basically used the big F word and and followed it with you to Jason, yeah. <laughs> and it started just started a tirade that went on for for about ten minutes. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Great. like shades of those minor league seasons, right, where they play half seasons because your team totally changes during the course of the year. You know, th- there's going to be a, pa- a point of no return. Um, you know, I, I, I think, I mean, so like if you get into, I don't know, August and there's been no games yet. I mean, you know, at some point baseball has to say, we're either going to scrap the season or we're going to play into December or we're going to do, you know, like they're going to have to come to a time where they're like, well, this is what we have to do to have, I know what you mean, Bob, by like legitimate season. I just think they can define that however they want. So if they say like, we're going to, we're going to play 80 games, but we're going to play into December. And that means the second half of the season, we're all going to go play at spring training complexes in Florida. I mean, I, you know, they can do whatever they want to do to, to get a season in however they want. And we'll just sort of remember it as the year coronavirus threw everything out of whack. Scott, you, you wrote uh, this week about the, the minor league players who are kind of scrambling now for, for jobs and to make money. They obviously don't make a ton of money when they're playing. And now, now they're not going to be playing for, an indefinite amount of time. Two guys you talk to, Luke Lefwich and Jeff Singer, are, you know, two two of the better guys in the minor league. They've already had all season jobs in the past, but what what's their mindset like right now with um, you know, how they're kind of dealing with this? Yeah, you know, I think it's kind of a common um, a common mis uh, uh, it's sort of a, a common misconception when we think of these these players, these athletes who are out of work now. You're like, okay, well, no big deal. They make a ton of money and they, they can go home and and just sort of like uh, like you know hunker down and and uh, and they'll be fine. And that's true for Bryce Harper and it's true for Jake Arrieta and it's true for you know most of the guys on the Phillies big league roster. It's definitely not true for the minor leaguers. I don't know if the general public understands how little money these guys make. In a lot of cases, it's below minimum wage for the five-month season uh, that they play. And, 
you know, I, I thought a lot about this last weekend when we were sort of like camped out outside the Phillies complex waiting for players to come out to find out what was going on. Were they coming or going or, you know, and some of the Phillies, um, you know, Arietta and David Robertson were kind enough to kind of pull over to the side of the road and tell us about what was going on in their team meetings. And these guys are going to be fine. Obviously, they've got millions of dollars in the bank. But what do you do if you're Jeff Singer or Luke Leftwich, who were the two of the guys I spoke to, you know, and they tell you to go home. So you have to go home. You have no choice. Um, uh, and you go home. And now what do you do? Your, your part-time job that you had in the offseason because you need a part-time job um, is you're, you're no longer at that job. In a lot of cases, that job no longer exists. Luke Leftwich lives outside of Atlanta. He works at a Lululemon uh, store in the offseason. That store is currently closed. His first inclination was to call the manager of the store to see if he could get some hours and they said, sure, as soon as we reopen, which might not be until the end of March. And a lot of players uh, in the minor leagues who make, you know, $1,500 a month, um, $2,000 a month, if you're lucky enough to be in AAA, um, you know, they're facing that, that issue right now of like, what do I do to get by in however many weeks or months it takes before I'm called back to work, called back to spring training? And, you know, the, the, the doomsday scenario, the, the biggest problem that a lot of these guys will face if this thing goes on long enough is can they continue to go on being minor league baseball players or do they have to quit and go get on with the rest of their lives, kind of find a job that'll get them through. And, you know, we're not there yet, but if this thing goes two, three, four months, guys are going to have to stop playing. And, you know, it's just kind of a, kind of a harsh reality that, that minor leaguers face that I don't think a whole lot of people think about because they just assume that, all base, all professional baseball players are financially okay. You, you added the other layer on there too, is that jobs aren't going to be easy to find anyway, because so many places are just not uh, functioning right now. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a horrible, it's a horrible thought. Yeah. I mean, they're part-time jobs as it is. Um, many of them are, you know, if you, Jeff Singer, who lives in New Jersey here, um, you know, he, he does, uh, does pitching lessons in the off season, there are no pitching lessons to be done right now. I mean, he's going to try to do some one-on-one lessons with some of his, with some of his kids, but a, a lot of those kids have had their high school and college seasons canceled or postponed. Um, B uh, we've got to practice social distancing. So you can't have like group lessons of five or more. Uh, The facility is pretty much shuttered because it has to be, Um, you know, guys who drive for Uber, you know, you can't just pick up and drive again. Um, you know, guys who work for food delivery services, I guess, I guess they're still okay if they can get their, their jobs back. But, you know, there's just so many of the opportunities that these guys get in the offseason they don't have available to them right now. And even if they did, you know, it's difficult for an employer to say, all right, I'm going to rehire this guy, not knowing when he might have to pick up and go back to spring training. So, you know, it was one of those – we've talked a lot in the last few days about uh, MLB and, and all 30 teams pledging a million dollars each to help out game day employees and game day staff, and there's been a lot of attention paid to that. But a lot of minor leaguers are sitting home going, well, what about us? Um, they don't get paid during the stoppage, and, you know, how about a little relief for them? And that might be coming down the pipe, but, um, but th- most of the Phillies players that I talked to have not heard anything about that yet. You know, one of the one, one of the other. This is changing changing subjects here, but when, talking to Joe yesterday, just how much has changed? You talk you talk about you guys were down there last Thursday, and Joe talked about, 
or he didn't talk about this, but I brought it up with him. You know, last Thursday they were, you know, getting pretty close to deciding on a fifth starter, making some roster decisions. And I hear Jake back there. He's he must be a good show. This must be a good episode of Paul Paul Puppy or whatever. <laughs> Paw Patrol, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's a great Paw Patrol. Uh, uh, um, I think the pups are saving some the, uh, cats or something like that. Again, I hope it's housebroken anyway. Uh, so, you know, he, but they were on the verge of making all these decisions. And now Joe said this, you know, all those decisions are, are going to be different now because you got to, you know, as, as, as you wrote about Scott, you know, Andrew McCutcheon um, wasn't going to be ready for opening day, but now he's going to be ready for opening day. And Victor Arano and Tommy Hunter f- fall into those categories. Uh, so guys who are going to make this team aren't going to make this team. Uh, the fifth starter Joe talked about was, you know, who, who's going to be – he's not worried about who's going to be the fifth starter because the three guys, he feels like he's going to need all of them now because multiple inning pitchers are going to be more valuable than ever, especially at the start of a season, assuming it starts in a reasonable amount of time. Um, and, and whenever it starts, because it's going to be such an abbreviated spring training getting ready for this. Uh, so, so many things have changed since last Thursday. We're still waiting for Saranti Dominguez update. Uh, a week ago, they said that, that they would have that in a day, and it's, it's been a week since. So I would say that probably doesn't mean that it's it's a positive update coming for Saranti Dominguez. But if we, we just assume that he's not going to throw a pitch in 2020. Yeah, I, I think Joe chipped his hand maybe a little bit yesterday when he referenced to, that he has a deci- had a decision to make. Uh, and I think we can probably put two and two together and – that decision is likely, does he have, you know, season-ending surgery or not? Um, and he, he said at that point, the Phillies, he, he deferred to Matt Clintac whether, you know, there was going to, whether there was any announcement about a decision. So I, I have to think that it, it sure looks like they're not going to have Sir Anthony no matter when this season resumes. Yeah, and there again, this becomes um, a function of how many games do they play and when do they restart. So, Ordinarily, we would say, oh, man, that's a huge blow to the Phillies' bullpen to not have Sir Anthony Dominguez. He was probably going to be their eighth-inning guy. Uh, he and Hector Neris were the, most two, or the two most important relievers they had or they have. Um, but now, you know, who knows? You could be looking at an opener scenario for a lot of these games. You could be looking at, um, you know, a Vince Velasquez or a Nick Pavetta in the eighth inning. And maybe for you – know, how, how long have we talked about that? For, how, for one inning, maybe one of those guys um, – can, can really play up and be, be more effective in a bullpen role than they've been in a starter role. We're going to find all these things out, I guess, once play resumes. And who knows? I mean, I don't know that you can subtract Sir Anthony Dominguez and say it's a positive uh, in any way, shape, or form. But maybe, you know, this is where I think depth is going to come into play for every team. You know, the more pitching you have, uh, because rosters will be expanded at the start, um, the more pitching you have, the better shape you'll be in to survive whatever, whatever awaits you in terms of a game schedule and player buildup and all of that. So I don't know. I mean, the other, the other player I've been thinking about a lot is Spencer Howard. You know, like from the start of spring training, even before that, we were talking about how do the Phillies get from now until kind of the meat of the season when they want Spencer Howard to be pitching meaningful innings for them and – build him up early in the meantime and make sure that he's ready for the big leagues in the meantime. Well, now if you're dealing with a truncated shortened schedule, 
there are probably going to be just the right amount of innings for Spencer Howard to pitch meaningful innings for the Phillies. I mean, it's going to change that whole dynamic. So, so much up in the air, including Dominguez, including Howard, including, you know, the fifth starter. It's just, it's just added to the list of questions that we just don't have answers to. Here's another one. You know, if you, if you start the season, let's say June 15th, when's the trade deadline, you know, and who's going to make a trade? Who's going to think they're out of it after one month of the season they've been played? It's yeah. another, but there's many of these, and, and many more of them are going to come up. Maybe uh, if the season's canceled, Sir Anthony Dominguez could have Tommy John and be ready for opening day. <laughs> yeah, this is not how they wanted to limit uh, Spencer Howard. It's not, no. He could be – Spencer Howard, like Scott said, though, he could be in the rotation once the season starts. If, if the season goes into – Judah's yeah, if they, play, if they play a 100-game season or an 80-game season and, you know, you figure he starts every fifth day, that's, you know, that's 20 starts, five innings a start, that's 100 innings, there you go. I mean, or, you know, six innings a start, that gets him to 120 innings. He could be a full-time member of their rotation if they think he's ready for that. So, total craziness. And I'll also, I'll also say this is not how Spencer Howard wanted to win the fifth starter job. No. But someone did tell me last week that there's nobody happier in the Phillies clubhouse right now with all this than Spencer Howard, because now it means his, he's not going to have to go to the minor leagues next week and, and, and pitch these shortened innings or whatever this plan was that kind of gets thrown out the window and get him no matter what way you look at it, he's going to be moved quicker to the major leagues now because the season's going to start later. It's all, it's all stuff that's got to be run through Joe Girardi's mind, and he's got lots of time to, to have it run through his mind because he said all he's doing is he, he, that he was watching – it scared me a little bit that he was watching a replay of a pit or Miami of Ohio yeah. Yeah. football game. And Arkansas and Colorado – that tells me he's a real – How old was that conference. game, the pit Miami <laughs> Ohio game? Like Big Bang Miami know. Ohio? Brandon or? Brooks. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Brooks was playing for it, Miami. It sort of sounded to me, too, like he, he wasn't totally sure of the result of those games. And so it was, like, new to him. Yeah. So is he, like – he's obviously a college football junkie, but how much of a junkie is he really if he doesn't know the result of these games that have already been played? Just to be watching a replay – he's a Northwestern grad now, keep in mind, to be watching a replay of Pitt, Miami of Ohio – and Arkansas and Colorado State. I like that's. I was like, really? I think didn't, you, didn't you want to say? Didn't you want to say to him like, uh, Joe? Uh, can I do you a favor? Can I buy you a Netflix account? Can I get you a Hulu account? <laughs> there, there's movies. Hey, I'm the guy watching FBI show. and FBI March. Who, who am I to say that? I'm watching FBI and FBI. March Solid point. point. So I, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> Joe Girardi is just like us. He can't wait for baseball to be back. Until next time. I'm Green for Scott Lauber and Bob Brookover. Thanks for listening to Extra Innings. You can read our content at inquire.com and subscribe to our newsletter, Extra Innings. Thanks.